Music You're Missing's next concert, Acoustic Night Out, comes to Cambridge, Massachusetts on Saturday, February 17th at the Cantab Underground. Riding the wave of viral success on TikTok, Simon Robert French is set to perform for the first time since his debut release, Robert's Place, not only amassed over 10 million views, but also established him a substantial fan base of over 250,000 social media followers. Joining him are DIY bedroom pop artist and Boston Music Award nominee Lazy and the ever-positive longtime singer-songwriter Rachel King. Tickets are $10 and they're on sale via Eventbrite. You can find the ticket link in the show notes or linked in our Instagram bio. I hope to see you at the show. You're listening to Music You're Missing. My name is Brendan Gennetti, and today we're in studio with Mary Jo. Mary Jo is in Boston opening up for Knox on his sold-out debut headline tour. This is her first ever tour, and it's coming at the perfect time for her because the past 12 months have been a huge breakout for Mary Jo. Her debut single, Love Fools, quickly went viral, helping lay the foundations for a super loyal and dedicated fan base. Her follow-up single, Don't Call Me, was so beloved that her fans demanded multiple versions of the song. With over 1 million TikTok followers, it is clear that Mary Jo is just at the beginning of greatness. I'm so excited to have her in studio to talk about the tour, her upcoming new single, I Woke Up, and the wild past year that she's had. But before I get Mary Jo in studio, you listen to podcasts before, you know the drill. My name is Brendan. I've been working in music for many years now, and I've always connected with the underdog artists, the artists that I always felt deserved more attention than they were getting. So I created Music You're Missing to give them just that. Every artist featured on the show gets their music added to the official Music You're Missing Spotify playlist. While you're checking things out, I know it's super corny to ask, but it would be wonderful if you could rate the Music You're Missing podcast five stars wherever you're listening. The more five-star ratings we get, the higher likelihood our episodes get playlisted, which in turn means even more exposure for the amazing artists we feature. And finally, to keep up to date with Music You're Missing and all of our happenings, including giveaways, events, concerts, and new episodes, you can follow Music You're Missing on Instagram and TikTok at Music You're Missing. Mary Jo, welcome to Music You're Missing. How are you doing? I'm doing fantabulous. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Yeah. Uh, I know you just literally got out of the van. Uh, how <laughs> has been the travel for you? I love it. But also, I'm not driving. Shout mm. out Maggie for driving. <laughs> but yeah, I get a lot of content done. Good. I see a lot of things. See a lot of people in their cars. I was watching your Instagram live and it was chaotic. Maggie was like, <laughs> where is there no, there's no parking. There's no parking. <laughs> and, then she's on the, and she's on the phone with Paul. I just, oh, what's going on? <laughs> But you're here, and that's all that matters. Yes. Um, have you been to Boston before? Okay, so my family used to live here. Oh, okay. Like, my aunt and my uncle. Actually, no, they're my second cousins, but I always think they're my aunt and uncle because they're older. And then my mom lived here. She was pregnant with my oldest sister. Oh, wow. So you've got some So I've been here once. Here. you got but some like, awesome blood. So far, I really like it. I've only walked like a block, but I, <laughs> I want to explore. Oh, definitely. I mean, I don't know how much time you have, but if you do, there's, uh, you like cannolis and like desserts. Is that what Boston's known for? That we had, yeah. Okay. But I, to- I told them, I'm like, well, they, they didn't disagree. But I was like, I wonder if they're known for like Italian food. Yeah. And you yeah, guys very are. Very close by, actually. They're, the North End is like the Italian neighborhood. And there's like a l- legendary fight between these two bakeries called Bovis and Mike's Pastry. And oh. I always recommend the artist go get both of them and, and, and you let me let know you which know. one you like yeah. best. Unfortunately, I'm kind of in the mood for sushi. Do they have like an Italian sushi bar? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's actually funny you say that. The whole street is all Italian, and there's just one sushi <laughs> restaurant. So that's like that's, that's like my you. personality. There's all these people, and you see that one weird bitch right over there. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So Mary Jo, you're obviously in Boston. You're opening up for Knox. His yeah. sold out debut headlining <laughs> tour, which is a crazy statement. How did you get involved? So Knox and I have been friends for a few years now. Literally, yeah. he's he was in like my very first sessions. Wow. So we just kind of clicked, and this was before. He was even really taking the artist route. Like, he had music out, but he was more on the writing side, I think, at that time. Yeah. And I was like, this kid's voice is insane. So we kind of, like, would joke about it, I guess. And then we ended up getting with the same label, and it was kind of just easy. Like, you need an opener? And he's like, Mary Jo, do you want to open for me? I'd love that. So then everyone was just like, yeah, let's do it. And then that's how it kind of just went. That's so cool. So yeah. this, does this feel like work to you, or does it just feel like you're on, like, a little vacation with your friends? Um, No, it definitely feels like work, but it's— but it also really feels like I'm with friends. It's weird because I love my work so much it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. And I don't realize it's work until I get home and I'm like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah. Which I guess is a good thing because I'm having so much fun. What does like non-working, what does non-working Mary Jo get into? Hmm. <laughs> I like to go to Barley House and watch the Browns, but that's not happening anymore, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. My friends and I do a lot of movie nights. Okay. Yeah, and we'll go to the movies, or they have like a projector, so we do a lot of that. Yeah, I just hang out with them a lot. Yeah. And my dog. I have a dog. He's with my mom right now. So cute. He goes everywhere with me. I saw you have a family dog. I at least you did. Um, oh yeah, Rip. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I also recently lost my family dog, so I'm I feel sorry. like we can we can be we can together bond. in this. The doggy deaths. I R.I.P. <laughs> um, what was your dog's name? Lucy. Mine was Douglas. All right, Lucy, and, Lucy Douglas, and Douglas, they're getting it on. I was going to say, like, they're fucking. Um. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're fucking doggy style. <laughs> oh, man. I saw the that Lucy did a, a dog race and immediately turned around. <laughs> that was the funniest video. That's just, oh, my God. I wasn't there, but they sent it to me, and I was dying because she didn't know what to do. And she was already so old. Like, she was on her last legs <laughs> at that time, too. Yeah. <laughs> Should have put her down then. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I got another dog. He's 15. He's, it, yeah. he's got to go. That's how him. old Lucy was. Yeah. It's sad when you like grew up with them and then. Yeah. Yeah. I know. But then in hindsight, I'm like, I did, first of all, I didn't think the podcast was going to take this direction. Yeah. But in hindsight, I'm like, eh, we did the right thing. Yeah. This time. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. You mentioned the Cleveland Browns. Um, curious though, because you just played Columbus. I've never been to Ohio. Um, so I'm dumb here. But would you count that as your hometown show? Um, yeah. For this trip, I would. I mean, Cleveland would definitely be like a dream spot for me but like all of my best friends came they came oh, on stage nice. i do like uh my cover song is still into you oh, for paramore so they all awesome. came up on stage and we all sang with the audience and everything that's my whole family was there so that was definitely the hometown oh my god so like how was that night was that like hometown energy was it crazy i think it boosted my confidence a lot more for the next shows because i was so comfortable because yeah. i knew a lot of people there where it was kind of just because the first show i was nervous and everything but and we got all we worked out all the kinks and then I'm really grateful that Columbus was the next one because now I can just go into them and be like, okay, da 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 da, da this is what you got to do. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. What's uh, what's like your touring experience prior to this? I haven't. I did open for Jake, JVKE, yep. um, for three of them. Like, that's it. <laughs> no <laughs> way. Yeah, that's it. Just the really? three Jake shows and then, yeah. So like your first show of this tour was like your fourth show? Yeah. I mean, I've done little shows here and there, but it's just like, you know, stripped down guitar, yeah. little, little. Wow, Venues, so what, like not, what kind of prep did you have to do to, like, prepare for this tour? So I went to New York, I'm going to say, like, two weeks ago. Stayed there for four days and worked with my vocal coach and worked on stage presence. 
and some vocal stuff, obviously. Yeah. And then went from there to Nashville, did band rehearsals. Dang. I was there for about a week, and then we packed up and been on the road. Stage presence is interesting. What uh, what type of skills are you learning for stage still presence? Still getting that, still figuring that out. <laughs> I feel like you I have natural dance. stage presence. Well, I don't it's know. like talking to the audience is fun because it's yeah. like they're your friends, kind of, you know? Not in a creepy way. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like in general, I'm like still figuring out. I rewatch videos and I'm like, oh, I got to jump more. I got to do this more. I gotta, but when you're on stage, you feel like you're doing a lot more than you are. Yeah. So I've just been rewatching videos and just kind of like calling like Kelly, one of my managers, and calling Kurt, my vocal coach, and stage presence, and they're sending me links to like other people. I just realized I keep wearing my ring on my wedding finger. I am not married, if you're wondering. <laughs> Anyone out there? <laughs> and I'm not know. looking to get married. <laughs> Uh, well, that, it's interesting to hear you talk about it because I think I often and people probably often forget that like this is a job and it is a, a talent that you are perfecting as you you know keep hitting the road and you're only getting better. So yeah, I think by Atlanta will be amazing. Hopefully by tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of curious because your voice is like power. You have a very powerful voice. You Thank have you. a lot of like power ballads. Yeah. What do you have like special routines to maintain the voice? Yeah. So. I guess I'll be open and honest about this. I've never talked about it on a podcast, but I was born with a cyst inside my vocal cords, which isn't a problem, nothing like that, but there's a vein that feeds it, so we have to be careful with it. So the way that we go about vocal training, like I do a ton of it and I get scoped like 24-7 and we've been able to maintain it and actually it looks better than what it did. And now just making sure I'm doing the proper techniques. Like even after when we get off stage, like we'll go and do Polaroids and when I'm talking to fans, I like will talk in ways or like say like I guess I do that normally but to make sure I'm speaking correctly so that I don't blow out anything then yeah too maybe that's like a weird blessing in disguise to like keep you in check because I feel like a lot of people forget to like maintain yeah yeah I like it I mean I'm not I'm not affected by it at all honestly like I'm like if I'm being smart and if I keep getting checked because there's a ton of artists that have vocal problems and they haven't said anything about it because, you know, you don't really want to talk about it, but... Because then you lose a paycheck. But I got Sally the Cyst. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she has a name. No, I actually don't like Sally. I forget what I... I think it was, like, a name of a flower. I just can't remember what one. Maggie, Brittany, Sally. A lot of altered... Yeah, yeah. Well, that one's more of, like, a friend. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out, like, an alter ego for my stage presence, too, so I can just get out and be like, okay, lights off, lights on. But I don't know what name I should give her yet (laughs) because Brittany's dead. She's gone. R.I.P. Yeah. She was too crazy in college. <laughs> she didn't make it. <laughs> Been there. Um, so this is your first like tour experience, but you played the American Idol stage many, many a time. <laughs> I would love to know how that experience was for you and, and like what did you take away from it? Hmm, okay. I loved it, but I didn't sing in front of anyone prior to that. So like literally, yeah. I was terrified. I want to pee myself. When I, I got up out of bed, and I'm like, I don't want to do this, Mom. Because they kept reaching out, actually, originally. And I had yeah. said no because I'm like, I'm going to puke. Like, So I don't like to go back and watch the videos because I know that's not how my voice usually sounds because I didn't know how to sing, like, nervously or anything. Yeah. I had a great time with the judges, and they were really supportive. So I, it's mainly just the nerves for me that was like. Yeah. Well, then – you, your like debut studio single, Love Fools, it was only released like not even a full year ago. And you've already like 
that garnered a, a dedicated fan base. You don't just have a fan base, but like you, they're really gravitating towards these very like sad, sad songs. songs. They do. Yeah. You're like you're the voice of their sad girl anthems. Yeah. How does that feel to kind of to hold the keys to that? It. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> but no, it feels really good. But I've been wanting to kind of not take a turn, but I don't want to be depressed my whole set. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or make the audience sad. Like, especially on Knox's story, there's a lot of upbeat stuff. And I wanted to go in that direction too. So I love having the sad songs, but I've been trying to create and really hone in on a sound where I can get the vulnerability and the emotional parts out in the verses and it just plot twists. Because I think the best music always has plot twists. You don't know where it's about to go. It goes, emotions hit you. Yeah. So that's what honestly woke up the next song that's coming out. Or I woke up, sorry. <laughs> you got to learn my own titles. <laughs> it happens. It, um, that's kind of exactly what it is and kind of the direction I want to take. And there are more upbeat, but ballads will forever hold a place in my heart, and I'm always Sweet. happy to record them. Well, that must be hard because your fans like demanded a slower version of, of some tracks of yours. So it was funny because with Don't Call Me, that's why like, everyone's like, oh, they like wanted a slow <laughs> one because when I teased it, I was like doing one of my piano things, yeah. and I did a sad version, and then everyone's like, where's this version? And I was like, oh, shit. I got to get on that real quick. So I called up my A&R, and I'm like, we got to do a slow version. Called my producer, Logan. We just did 180 and then got it out. Well, hey, good for you for feeding the fans. They appreciate Thank you. it. Thank you. I like the slow version, too. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I haven't both sang are... it live, actually. I was just going to ask. I imagine it's the upbeat version that gets played out. Yeah. Shows. Yeah. That makes sense. You mentioned the the transition from sad girl era. You, you called it your angry girl era. <laughs> yeah. What's, so, uh, what's bringing us in the angry girl era? Um, okay, I guess it's not an angry girl era. And like also, I was never sad or angry. I'm pretty self-aware of my emotions, and I think they're going pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Good. Fuck, good for you. <laughs> Thank you. But um, I think with the sad girl hour, it was more of when I was first in sessions, it was all ballads. Mm-hmm. I mean, I came out of every session like having a ballad. And then for the angry girl, my voice is a little raspier, and I'm like, how can I you know, create the sound that I want? getting that across, and I think it can sound angrier sometimes with the grit of, like, with Woke Up or, like, some of the things that don't call me or whatever. You have a <laughs> tattoo that says drunk again. Yeah. What's that about? <laughs> I was sober getting it completely. I had thought about it for a long time because I was thinking about it. So, like, am I going to regret this if I do this? I really want a funny tattoo with something that not too many people are going to see. Yeah. And, like, it was my sister's 21st birthday. She wanted to get a tattoo. Well, no, I kind of forced her into it. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Maya. It's actually about to be her birthday again in a couple of days. 22nd or? 22nd. Yeah, 22nd. Uh, yeah, happy birthday. Yeah, so she, shout out Maya. So she got her um, tattoo and then I got that one because I just thought it was so funny. And like people think I was drunk when I got it, but I wasn't. It's a good story. But yeah. Do you have other which, tattoos? Yeah. I have them all like up my arm. Oh, They're nice. all like patchy, like little ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so. actually, Mag- Maggie and I want to get one too. At some point on tour. A dedicated towards the tour? Yeah. What are yeah. you thinking? What were we thinking again? I don't know. We had a couple ideas. One of them, it wasn't the phone. Was it the phone with just like the cord for like, don't call me? Oh, it's, that's cool. Because Knox wrote that with me. So oh, it's like, you know, be, yeah. tour, Knox, don't call me. I like that. And he has, he has yeah. a bunch of tattoos for from his music as well. Yeah, he does. So maybe all three of you could get him. Oh, Yeah. Mary Jo will only open for me. <laughs> <laughs> Signed. Legally. I closed for Mary Jo. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's, that's a funny t-shirt. That's, that's a good a, merch. That is a good merch. I've been using it as my closer. banter. 
That's funny. I'll like introduce that. myself as Nox Morris. My closer. Like, you were talking about kind of transitioning away from a uh, more ballad. Um, and I feel like Drunk Tattoo kind of does that. So yeah. what was the inspiration behind that track? I was telling them about the tattoo that I got. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like, Drunk Tattoo is a great, Bo Bailey actually was like, that is a sick name for a song. And then there's a bunch, like we just all were kind of just figuring out ways to puzzle it together. And I was actually really sick when I recorded that. Oh. Like I had a bad sinus infection. So I, now I'm used to it, but I would listen back and I'm like, my vocals are just not doing what I want them to. But I didn't want to re-record it because in some of the notes I liked. Yeah. So well, that's because no, but that's actually a really interesting thing because, like, yeah. even like I was listening to a podcast episode back the other day, and I clearly had like a stuffy nose. And I was like, yeah. I kind of like my voice here. I wish it sounded like that all yeah. the time. People say that all the time. They're like, I love when I lose my voice. I'm like, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't, when I can't like, work. Yeah, I was it say, is it's my like job. The way you make money. Yeah. <laughs> What's the plan for visuals? When I was in New York rehearsing, we did a full-on shoot too. For woke up. Oh, but okay. also going to use some for Drunk Tattoo because we had so nice. many outfits. Shout out Brooke Figler with the fits. <laughs> I love Brooke Figler, who's also from Cleveland. Woke Up is, is the upcoming single, correct? Mm-hmm. What can you tell me? Like, what is it about? Um, it's basically when you're in kind of like a love bomby relationship and you're saying all the things like you think it is. And then it's mm. like, and then I woke up and realized like, no, this dude or girl, whatever, is insane. Have you, is that like from personal experience? No. I, I, if I'm being honest, I've never really been in a toxic relationship. I mean, I've been in situationship type of ordeals, but they didn't get far enough to become toxic. So, all right, you're obviously on tour now. You've got new music coming up. Uh, what else can we look forward to in the future? Hmm. Well, I am opening for Kid Leroy. Oh, nice. No, I'm just manifesting oh. <laughs> that. Sorry, I'm trying to manifest. So I feel like if I was I, like, that's I definitely it, an announcement. <laughs> I feel like if I do it on the podcast, then it's great. <laughs> I'm like, okay, manifested that. Okay. And MGK, actually, actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, MGK, the yeah, Kid Leroy. That's a good one. I'm getting kind of like maybe this summer. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe even a collab. Um, sorry, I'm manifesting. I can't talk right now. <laughs> We're literally on a podcast. <laughs> no, I honestly respect those. Um, a lot more music. Mm-hmm. Probably tours. We're gonna fi- we're gonna find out after this one. So hopefully I do a good job. <laughs> that, already impressing. Yeah. Nox said, "Don't forget the words to uh, to the song that you guys do together." Oh, did he say I forgot them? I have him sing along with it, but not like kind of mouth them to me to make sure. Yeah. But I know it. Like yeah. Yeah, but there's it's only not your one song, part so I keep saying. Um, and uh, da, 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 off the floor, uh, and you drive back to your. I for some reason I keep wanting to say hide, mm. but that's the only thing. Knox, don't allowed. forget the words to any of your songs. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Ed Sheeran well, looking ass. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> it's, uh, Charlotte also has like a powerful voice. Does, was oh that come easy for you to sing? or? When I heard that song, I was like, oh, geez. We put it down a half step. Knox told me oh, we were really? putting it down a half step. And I'm like, okay, that's good. But it's her voice, I like DM'd her. I'm like, thanks for letting me sing this. You are Ouch. awesome. I am intimidated by you. <laughs> Sally the Sis is working overtime. <laughs> uh, all right, Mary Jo, I wrap up every interview with one final question, and it is beyond music and beyond your career, what are some future goals you hope to mm-hmm. accomplish? So we have a farm kind of over by Athens, Ohio, oh, and it's awesome. run down, but there's a lot of like people can like they rent it out with their animals. So I'd love to when I get older, like renovate the whole thing, have people rent it out as like a dairy farm or something like that. And then 
build a house and have a pool and have my like whole family, like extended family, like whenever they want to do vacation, just go there and have the whole because it's so pretty. That's sick. Yeah, that's a goal. That's a goal. I would also like to please don't steal my idea if you guys hear this because like I'll actually like I will be really sad. I I mean so serious. Colored coffee, like lavender, like like coffee having a color. So like if you want blueberry coffee, it'll be a color of a blueberry. I don't know how I'm gonna make that work. At all. I actually do love that. It's like uh, you SpongeBob gal. Yeah, like, like the, the pretty cr- patties. Yeah, I yeah. love that idea. I want to do it. I just want to make sure that it tastes good and like looks pretty. I feel like they're gonna have to be like more darker colors. Yeah, but I feel like that's such a unique. Yeah. Like having a darker purple is like not yeah. something you see often. So yeah. you're onto something. Like, what are you drinking? Purple coffee. I Mary Joe. That sounds right. It does. That sounds good. It could just be the mic and the headphones. Your logo also looks like it, it would look really nice on like a coffee bag. All right, Mary Jo, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you, you for having me. Like-